Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Come get some. This is Christy, Miami Six Man, on your Twitter feed. Of course, you can follow me at CGS here. That's the show uh, Twitter account. Also, you can email the show, ask me questions, ask to be on the show, ask for me to talk about a certain topic on the show using the Gmail account uh, for the show, CGS here, H E R E, at gmail.com. Also, uh, please, by the way, there is a Come Get Some website you can, uh, you can go to and check out, but there's also a come get some web page on Facebook you can go and like. Please stop by and do that. Follow, comment. Feedback is always welcome, especially the good kind. I love that stuff. But today I have for you, if you've ever been uh, curious about cosplay but never had the courage to actually talk to a cosplayer because they scare you for some reason, look no farther. Today's your day to get part one of a great conversation uh, with a premier cosplayer. However, I want to start by addressing the negative Nelly in the room. That's right, the negative Nelly. We live in some negative times. I mean, even I am affected by this negativity. I got to tell you, here I am watching the news, and I see, uh, what's her name, Kellyanne Conway talking about alternative facts, and I'm thinking, could you get any dumber? I mean, could someone less intelligent have actually put a president into the White House? Is this, is this really happening? And then I see an image of, of Ann Coulter, and I get sick to my stomach because, I mean, honestly, she's like, it's like one missing tooth away from uh, fitting in with the Westboro Baptist Church. And, and as you guys know, I'm like all about this uh, Scientology thing, fight the Scientology, and I'm getting people out there to talk about it. I want to keep the conversation going. So I do in my Friday extra shows on Scientology, and I'm reminded of longtime attorney uh, Monique Yingling and, and just how just ridiculously over the top this woman is. And I'm thinking, wow, this is a lot of negativity, and this is what everybody's going through. This is all this negativity, so negative. In my show, it's in the moniker, it's in the it's in the banner, it's it's a positive show, inspiring show. I gotta bring the positivity back to come get some. And she also gotta remember it's an entertainment show, so it's gonna be sarcasm and, and stuff like that, and insults and whatever. So I'm gonna meet everybody halfway here, and that's why I'm introducing to the show this week. The first time ever, a new segment called Go Construe Yourself. Now, Go Construe Yourself is a, is, a, is a thing where I make a statement and I mention all these negative things I just talked about in a way that, if interpreted correctly, could be construed to be a positive, complimentary thing. So uh, here it is, the very first ever Go Construe Yourself. I've really got to give Malik Yingling a lot of credit. I mean, this lady really makes Kelly Ann Conway look like a super genius. And she makes Ann Coulter look like a supermodel. This has been Go Construe Yourself with Chris C. So there you go, the, the very first ever Go Construe Yourself. Uh, maybe more of those to come. We'll see if that sticks around. Give me feedback if you liked it, if you thought it was lame. 
give me that feedback too. Just don't like take stars off for it and stuff. Anyway, there's also gotta stop these these segues with anyway and so and but but whatever. <laughs> I just did it again. Uh there's a lot of people who are using Android devices uh, that want to listen to the show and have avoided or have just not done it because it's not that easy for them. I found out by accident. I didn't even know. There is an app on Android called Player FM, and you can go ahead and play my podcast off of Player FM on the Android device uh, just like you would off of iTunes on an Apple device. So it's that easy, folks, uh, to catch and come get some easier than ever before. And as I head up to a year of doing Come Get Some, that's right, in late, mid, mid-February, mid it's my year anniversary podcasting Come Get Some for you guys here. And uh, I'm bringing back my first guest ever to help celebrate. Uh, the wonderful, the awesome, my, my friend and pal, uh, GK Bose will be back. And uh, we all have some fun with that. In the meantime, you all want to hear probably, uh, might be why you came to hear my guest today about cosplay. So here it is, the mega awesome mega about cosplay. All right. Once in a while, when you're uh, looking at things and you get a picture in your mind, uh, in your mind of what you uh, perceive things as, comes along something that makes you see things in a whole different way. And this person makes me see cosplay different than I've ever seen it before. It's the beautiful and lovely Megawatt cosplay. How you doing, Megan? Good, good. How are you? Very good, very good. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. We're we're sort of kind of friends, although we've never spoken. <laughs> this is the first time actually we speaking. We went from Twitter to Facebook friends. I think that was a really big first step in our relationship. And that took eight months, like. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, you know? Like, you, you keep tweeting with the same people all the time, and you're like, I really should get to know this person better. So what's really funny about that is that you don't tweet a lot. You don't tweet a I lot. Don't. Unless I really it's a... terrible. I used to even try to tweet more, but it was honestly really with you and GK and Bo, and I think those are the only people I talk to on Twitter. Yeah, it was like okay. if you have a big update, you put it on Twitter. Yeah, right. Like, if I remember, like, hey, this is something I really should be blasting, then maybe I'll go on there. But most of the time, I'm just sitting there looking at, like random things. Uh, I think the most I've done in the past month, even, was trying to ask Felicia Day to be my officiant at my wedding, since she'll be at the same con. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cover that a little bit. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a real interesting thing about that is we're opposites in that way. Is that I'm huge on Twitter, and you're huge. You're you're bigger on Facebook. You do a lot more on Facebook. So when I finally started, you know, the show starts coming along, I start getting more guests, I get more listeners, I go, you know what, I need to be interactive on Facebook more, and hey, wait, wait, there's Megan. So of course I'm going to friend Megan, and now we interact. Yeah, I love Facebook, I love Instagram, um, Twitter, I always just feel like I'm shouting into the abyss, so <laughs> I think you get a good rapport going, I, I, it's just harder for me to connect with people, whereas mm. Facebook, it's like, oh, here's one collection of one post or Instagram, here are all the comments, and you just you, you interact with people so much more, I think. At least for me, and that's where Twitter, I think, is just best understood by everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Twitter, unless you build a community around yourself, it's true, you kind of get lost in the mix, and that's one of the things that almost had me not take the Twitter at all, and then, you know, other things happen from there. But I, I actually, I, I credit Twitter for a lot of things, including this friendship. Oh, good. Um, Yay. Well, hey, yeah, I can think that too. Well, you know, G.K. Bose was my first guest on the show. And, and I think 
if I'm not mistaken, you can clear this up for me. Um, we met at the same time as it was kind of like a mixed conversation that just sort of became one big conversation for like eight hours one night. Yes. That's how we all met, I think, except for yeah, G.K. and Bo know each uh, other. But. G.K. met me, my hot and geeky, tweeted out one of my pictures, and she said, ooh, that's, like, beautiful. And I was like, thanks, gorgeous. And then we just started going, because girls together, it's like being in a girl's bathroom. All you do is sit there and be like, oh, my God, I love your shoes. I love your lipstick. And we did that. And <laughs> we started making fun of her husband because he didn't know any of our TV references. Yeah. And we were quoting movies and he didn't get it. And we were like, come on, like, catch up. And you started chiming in and you got it. And then it was, just, it was, it devolved into, you know, as much as you can giggle on the internet, that was pretty much <laughs> right, you, you add Gr uh, O'Neill into the mix, and we got we got Bostron. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it was such a great night. <laughs> what was interesting about that was, you know, it's so funny because, and I and I hate that I always bring this up because I feel like I'm giving you know too much to this, but you know, it all started with me actually seeing if there is a replay coming of GK Bo's interview with Dead X Radio. And uh, GK wasn't communicating with me. She was just liking tweets. And uh, okay. and uh, between uh, DedX Radio, who always uh, you know puts out that saying, synchronicity, uh, okay. the synchronicity was there. All of a sudden, we're all talking. And uh, before you know it, like you said, you know we're all friends. And you guys even met up at a con uh, to do your own, oh, uh, yeah. to get GK and Bo all con, uh, yeah, caused up. Yeah, dinner uh, or lunch right before Kamikaze about a year and a half ago, which is awesome. That she is. one of the nicest people. And so was her husband. They uh, He showed up with his Star-Lord cosplay, actually ready to go. He was so proud. <laughs> they are a perfect couple. They really are. Um, if, you're, if, ever, if there ever was one, look at those two. No offense to any other perfect couples out there. <laughs> um, i got to say, like you, between you and GK, you guys, you, you ladies kind of redefine geeky for me. Um, I said it in the intro. A lot of times when you think geek, uh, you think someone with glasses, tape in the middle, stumbling around. Uh, maybe that character on Sunday Night Live, Superstar, you know. <laughs> okay, not going to lie, in eighth grade, I really hated wearing my contacts, so when my glasses broke, I, I went to middle school with, with taped glasses, and I was pretty proud of them, because I already was such a nerd and so unpopular, I figured this was just adding to the many ways I was trying to rebel against all the popular people, because I didn't really like them anyway. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because I see this so much with, especially with people who go into becoming a public figure and in a public eye. You didn't look like this when you were in grade school. You just weren't like you weren't worried about the glamour. No, I went to uh, actually the nation's nerdiest high school. Um, <laughs> we really didn't emphasize fashion forward thinking. We emphasized tech and STEM and, ooh, have you taken Advanced C++ or anything else? Um, and that's exciting to you. It was, a wonder- it was a wonderful experience. It just wasn't necessarily the most fashionable part of my life. Uh, there are some outfits that I really am glad are there are no pictures of. <laughs> there, was a, there was a homecoming theme that they had, you know, different spirit days leading up to homecoming. And in my very fresh or freshman or sophomore year, there was Find Your Inner Nerd Day. 
and we were all nerds, so we were actually taping kick me signs to our own backs. And I remember showing up with like a cape I had made myself and <laughs> a wand, and oh, I was fully embracing that. It actually sounds fun. One of those fun days. It was one of those fun days. <laughs> Would you say that's one of your first inspirations to the play dress up? Honestly, maybe. I always wanted to be one of the Harry Potter characters, so I did make my own tapes. Starting in maybe eighth grade, I think I read the third book. So after that, my next, my technical first cosplay was actually buying the outfit to be uh, Arwen from Lord of the Rings. And I went with my friends to the midnight showing of the third movie. And we connived some little freshman who had put his uh, Witch King sword on display in the library to letting the head of the lacrosse team borrow it. And then we found. All your different cloaks for the rest of the lacrosse team, and my friend found some Ren Fair outfit out of the drama department, and we all just kind of went as pseudo Lord of the Rings characters. Wow! In cosplay at midnight, and my brother had randomly showed up to the same midnight show, like, completely unknown to me. <laughs> he and his friends are standing <laughs> over in the corner, just shaking their heads. <laughs> By the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. They were like, I don't I don't know you. I don't know you. I'll take you home, but I don't know you at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is that yeah, is amazing. Because that became that became something, right? So when yeah, well, you, I mean, we had to sneak a sword in underneath a cloak. Thank God the guy was really tall. So the movie attendant was just looking at him like, is that a sword on your shoe, sir, that you're walking with? No. Oh, okay. And then that was it. <laughs> is that a prop sword or... <laughs> they, but they, they asked us to move by the time we started posing afterwards. There are photos in existence somewhere. Oh, a prop sword or like a real sword? I mean, it was a real prop sword, so it's real, steel, but it's not going to be necessarily. So it'll be a blunt object weapon. Oh, oh, absolutely. That would totally not go not over to therapy today. Yeah, that would not go over today. That would be jail time, I think. Exactly. Uh, especially with all the all the news. Um. My goodness. Mm-hmm. So, so, when did you break out of your cocoon? When did you uh, When did you start showing your beauty? Because uh, you're 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 a good looking girl. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't know. I think mainly I was I got married at 23. I got divorced at 26, and you know you're kind of looking for a way to define your new single life. And oh. I had some really awesome peaky friends, and we were like, Hey, there's a con coming up we should do something. I'm like, you know what? I've got a wedding dress I could use. So that was the first cosplay I planned was actually being a zombie bride with my own wedding dress. bride. <laughs> and we had someone tear up an old bridesmaid's dress and one of my friends dressed up as a zombie hunter and made a cattle prod and oh. we have these little like prop arms with blood on them that she was using that we were all kind of clawing after. It was supposed to be the groom's hand. And so... I still have that hand. The whole theme. Amazingly, no one ever notices it. There is literally a bloody <laughs> hand in the back of my car. This doesn't know. No, no one cares. Well, they figure. Well, they know who they're riding with. So it's one of those things, you know. Right, but like you'd think, people in a parking lot. I think I've noticed two people ever be like, ooh, and then everyone else is just like. Well, maybe that is just normal now. Who knows? Maybe Walking Dead is just completely normalized us, and everyone's just waiting for the dog. Maybe you got to be careful with that because that can get real confusing in an accident. Mhm. Right. <laughs> How many people were in this car? <laughs> 
Oh, man. So, so when did you actually start? That was the very start of your idea to yeah. go cosplaying the cons, was, was uh, coming off of a, a rebound of a divorce. Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, um, gone into a welding class with my dad, and it was fun. And welding? I welding, and she met some other nerds, and we were just kind of looking for some way to express ourselves. She had taken different uh, latex things, so that's where we were, like, latex classes when she was at DragonCon, and then she told me about AwesomeCon, so we got a group together for that. But, yeah, it was AwesomeCon 2014 was my first real con, and I had a corset I had bought at Ren Fair that I started looking for random people I could cosplay that had wore a corset, because I was like, this is about as the extent of my abilities right now, <laughs> using this corset. So I started off very very badly <laughs> very small <laughs> but it was so much fun that I really enjoyed the community and afterwards all I wanted to do was hang out with cosplayers the most you know the coolest baddest nerds I knew okay so is, is cons cons have always been around for a long time have you been <laughs> avoiding them until then going I don't know if I really want to go I don't know if I want to be you know it's already bad enough I grew up a nerd or a geek do I really no, have to be bringing just, attention to it? Or you've been waiting for your opportunity to go with some people? I think it, it's more of a, I didn't know who to go with. And, you know, when I, when I was married, I was living kind of in the boonie suburbs of Philadelphia, and I didn't have any nerd friends. So you don't think about it if people aren't sitting there around you being like, oh, who's going to this? It, it's a big leap of faith to just go on your own not knowing when you're surrounded by so many thousands of people who do know how to do this already, but that's why it's so nice to have a group of people that you can say, all right, we're doing this together, we'll go in and do it together. And once you start meeting people, they introduce you to more people. And now, like, I've built this group called DC Cosgeeks just to connect all the cosplayers I've met in the area, and now everyone that I've met has started becoming friends. And that's, that's the genius of it. When you're at a con, you keep seeing the same folks, and they're all super friendly, and you just grow this group that you've met before. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that where they congregate and, and they, they, they know. It's amazing because you go by yourself, you're kind of on an island. If you go with a friend, you're on an island with that right. friend. And you don't know anyone from the other guy. So there's different levels of interpretation on your part, which may not be correct. But you'll see people and you go, you, you'll start judging. And you'll say, well, I'm not like that one, but I'm, I'm really good, I'd really go along with that one. And you just don't know until you actually meet and talk to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say I believe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, what were you saying? No, I believe there's a lot of people who aren't geeks that don't identify as geeks that closetly want to go to a con. They want to see the celebrity. They want to see the different things and see what it's all about. They want to see the people dressed up in crazy costumes, but they're all afraid mm -hmm. that there's somebody else that will look at them funny for going, or they can't find anyone that they feel like confident to ask to go with them because, I don't know, they might make fun of me for asking. I would say yes, and that's where I try and be like, I'll go with you, like, please show up, I'll introduce you to people. It's more of a come and just see what it's all about. I think a lot of people do come to the celebrities and the merchandise, um, or just to kind of people watch, or they'll be at a bar near the con just to see the people watching, and it's a good intro because then they kind of get used to the idea that this is fun, this is irreverent, it's some way of, you know, just having a good time for a day. Mm -hmm. And yep. they're more likely to at least 
know about it, support it, and not be weirded out by it, which is the biggest thing. It's like we're not just giant nerds. We're the person that you work with next <laughs> in the next cubicle at your office. We right. Really like wearing capes on the weekend. <laughs> right. I mean, do you um, you make money doing this? Are you, you're like a paid you're like a paid cosplayer, aren't you? Uh, sometimes. So I, you know, I'm um, I sometimes get paid gigs. It's probably enough to make the tiniest, tiniest dent in how much I actually spend. Right. No matter what, it's really just a very expensive hobby. Like, the money you spend on this is not really going to come back in any significant way. I have a few friends that do it full-time, but even then, it's still... It's hard to do that and that level and that intensity. And where I am in my, you know, kind of professional career outside of cosplay... I'm not willing to take that risk. So right. I pretty much try and keep this as my hobby only. Oh, okay, and as a public figure, that's funny because you, you have to separate them as like people who know you as Megawatt Cosplay, uh, mm-hmm. you are a mystery outside of cosplay. And I think you probably like it I that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> my industry is very supportive of what I do, but there still has to be some separation or else, you know, I can't get my job done. It's, it can't be about the cosplay where I work, and so I keep I keep the two separate a little bit. All right, all right. Well, what's your favorite cons or favorite con you've been to and uh, participated in? Um. I go for different reasons. So Awesomecon, I think, is my favorite as, like, a generic, like, local con for going, having the celebrities, having all the different, like, normal con experiences. You know, you've got really cool celebrity guests. You've got a huge attendance. So you've got a lot of merchandise booths. You've got a lot of artist booths. You've got a lot of people that you are, like, you know are going to be coming and it's just a really big con and it's really awesome and they've been you know like I I give a lot of credit to the founder Ben Penrod he's really improved it year over year and it's just like a really solid con it's you know now on par with the best of the national cons and it only started like four years ago Um, as a small intimate con I really like Katsu con but you'll never actually see me in the con area I just go and I lobby con it which means that you don't buy a ticket you're just hanging out with all the other cosplayers oh, that's in funny. the main lobby of the hotel. You're not really there for the merchandise. You're not there for the artists. You're kind of just there because it's a huge cosplay convention, and everyone's sitting around hanging out, partying with each other all weekend. So and that's a thing. Very different field. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's. I mean, it's hey, it's a blast no matter what. Wow, I, I can't even imagine. But uh, I mean, you get. I I will say this: I've never seen a bunch of people hanging out, cosplaying in the lobby of a hotel at a con, not having fun. Not right? at all. Like especially at somewhere like Katsu, it's at the Gaylord National Convention Center, and so it's just this giant um, garden atrium, and so everyone's just sitting around, and because they have so many restaurants in the hotel, everyone's eating, everyone's drinking, everyone's kind of in and out of their hotel rooms, partying. They have a nightclub on top. You never leave this one building, and you're having the time of your life without uh, ever setting foot into the con. I mean, like, it's just, it, it's funny how well it works out. All right. Well, interestingly enough, your your career with cosplay doesn't begin and end with attending cons, though. You actually do some, some uh, cosplay modeling, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? Like, you have all of these different costumes. You want to remember them and not just with, like, a crowd in the background. So you do a lot of photo shoots with your friends and you meet all the different photographers and get some really cool photos out of it. But, yeah, there's a lot of fun in that. It's also fun because usually when you do it, if you're doing it outside, say you're doing a shoot by the water or something, you'll take (laughs) walking around your costume. And I think there's nothing more fun than being outdoors in costume when no one else is because you get to look at everyone else like, oh, you're the crazy one. You enjoy that look they give you and they're like, what is with this one? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just look at them like, hi, have a nice day. There's nothing weird here. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, and in a funny kind of cynical way, that kind of adds to the awkwardness. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, um, I don't know because when I go when I go to cons, I go I don't dress up for cons, and I don't even wear a logo on my shirt. I don't do like any Voltron show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, people ask me like, what do you? Why, why aren't you dressed for MegaCon? And I'm going like, you know, I I'm dressed like a closet geek, so you know, I'm just normal. <laughs> yeah, and there are a lot like that. I don't see I, I don't see a lot of people just normal. would never be caught dead in one of those shirts because they are so fashion forward. And I just look at them, I'm like, well, you can't tell, but this guy is the head of this, and he really loves this, and he runs a bad book club on Facebook, and yeah, it amuses me to no one. Right. I mean, it's one of those things you kind of have to be into. Like, uh, uh, but but I want to ask you, Megan, if I can, uh, what, what was your favorite cosplay you ever done? What's the favorite costume you ever made? I, just because it's been the most recent, uh, I really enjoy doing Steampunk Dorothy because it's the first time I did a couple's cosplay. I saw that. Beyonce, Adam, and so he was Wizard Foz, I was Dorothy, and it was really awesome to be able to go around with him at New York Comic Con. Steampunk Dorothy was awesome. Definitely awesome. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I had, we had a lot of fun with that. I didn't see his. I was hoping at some point to uh, be able to go down to the abandoned Oz Park in North Carolina, but no matter how much I've been emailing the lady in charge of that house, we haven't been able to make the dates work, but that's where I want to do a really big photo shoot of that cosplay. That, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. I'll tell you, I've looked at your, your Facebook page, and, and I didn't see uh, Adam, your fiance. I didn't see his costume, but you know, it's possible he was in the photo, but I just didn't see him. That's very <laughs> possible. Uh, <laughs> He's been in a lot of the photos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what was the biggest disaster? You ever had like a bad experience where the costume just didn't work or it wasn't working for you? Yeah, I've had one where, oh, God, I bought it off a girl, and I was just like, hey, it's pretty much done. And I tried it on. It seemed to fit. I made a couple adjustments. And, you know, sometimes that's what you do. Like, this girl was moving, and she had a costume that I really liked for sale that she had started work on but hadn't, you know, fully, fully finished. So I knew there might be some issues, but we wanted to do a morning light shoot. This is at Dragon Con, and the photographer and I both stayed up all night till 5 a.m. to get this cool morning light outside the hotel. As soon as he's doing a test shot, the, the outfit literally just fell apart on me in a way that you couldn't and this is after an hour of adjustments even before knowing that certain things were about to fall trying to glue it trying to sew it trying to pin it everything just died and I just so his one test shot is of my shoulder falling off while I just give him a pouty face and I just looked at him like I'm so sorry but oh Uh, my god (laughs) you got a lemon yeah it was was sad I'll recreate it at some point it would have made a really really cool photo but 
I, I, I bought a used car like that once. It was just, oh, really? <laughs> it was just like that. Yeah, yeah, it just completely fell apart the day I, the day I got to try it. Uh, the, That's terrible. The, uh, didn't pay much. I, uh, well, I'm not going to get the details of that one, but uh, the, uh, the the dress, actually, the uh, well, the costume that fell apart of you, that does sound like a cosplay, like failed cosplay cosplay. That, that might be a new thing you might want to look into. Failed cosplay cosplay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's enough people that are doing, like, the cosplay sewing kit cosplay, so why not add on to that idea? <laughs> right. <laughs> You you did uh you do more than just costumes. You've done uh, and this is uh, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it. You've done body paint cosplay. Oh, I love the body paint. The body paint's awesome. You're not yeah, uncomfortable at all. Really extreme. Oh God, no. I have um, two ladies that <laughs> have been doing a Disney Warrior Princess body paint on me, and we. We have so much fun with it. It's like ten hours of me standing up. They sometimes yell at me to sit down because they're like, they're like, no, you should, you should, you need a break." I'm like, "No, this is this is so easy." So they, whether I'm in their studio or they've come over and done it in my living room, like we're just having the time of our lives. And I mean, there's a million and a half. Million and a half jokes to be made. She said, "There, got cut off." But uh, we pick up where we left off next Thursday with Megawatt Cosplay. We'll talk about. Uh, mixing and matching costumes, some of the things they do, uh, her upcoming cons that she'll be hosting as well as her upcoming wedding, and uh, a really great round of 10 questions. Uh, very, very pleasant, very mega cool girl, uh, lady, uh, this uh, Mega White cosplay is. And tomorrow, on an extra special, extra Friday edition of Come Get Some, the Scientology coverage continues with a licensed therapist and cult specialist. Rachel Bernstein, who was on 2020 on that episode with Leah Remini a few weeks ago, uh, she'll be right here on Come Get Some, and she has a lot of great insight and inputs on all things uh, Scientology as well as the uh, the whole industry of death claim. You know, So uh, we'll hear all that tomorrow on Come Get Some at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, uh, that about sums it up. Take care, everybody. See you then. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on. Come on. Yeah.